PR is more than just TV. It's building a relationship with the community however you can do it. Fairs right. and, and events and That's all right. these different things. Yeah, exactly. And I would implore everybody to really find an organization to partner with. Welcome to Masters of Home Service, a podcast by Jobber. Each week we talk to successful home service entrepreneurs and experts in their field to learn how they built their company so we can make your business more profitable and more efficient. We're in Las Vegas at Blue Wire Studios. And today we're talking about a topic that doesn't get a whole lot of chatter in our space, which is public relations, using PR to maximize and scale your business. Amy, so you're the owner of ADPR, a Toronto-based agency who helps companies with public relations. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. As someone who works in PR or public relations, you kind of do a multitude of things, writing press releases, announce things for companies for my clients, send them out to media. I'm constantly talking to the media, pitching them stories for my clients. Sometimes there's a little bit of crisis communication in mm -hmm. there, working on messaging and also overseeing events and social media. So it's a bit of a, it's a broad umbrella, but I think what we're going to talk about today is mostly coverage, media coverage and how that can propel your business. Cause it's, it's something that everybody can do. Yeah. I mean, we talked offline about a week ago and prep, prep for this. And after we got off the phone, I, I was like, I got some work to do. I, <laughs> I called the TV station. I got, I got on the horse. So I, I got some stuff going. Good. So I think our listeners will get a lot out of this. So what is PR and what is the difference between PR and just marketing in general? So PR is a long-term marketing is more of a short-term PR is generally not paid for marketing generally is. So if you think about an ad or even what you're putting up on social, you're really controlling it. You're controlling the message, you're signing off on the copy, you're, you're paying for it, you're getting it placed. It's approved and it reaches a bunch of people and that's really important. But the thing about PR is that it is more credible because there's a media outlet that is taking your idea or your expertise and saying, hey audience, you should listen to this person because they know what they're talking about and because it's a third-party, unbiased entity that's saying, hey, listen to this person, it becomes more credible, and it really instills trust in their audience that they should trust you. And the more you do it, and the longer you do it, the more trust and credibility you have with the audience. So there's a lot of listeners right now who are like, I just need to make payroll this week. <laughs> I can't do public relations. But I, I do think it's super important. And I want you to tell our audience, like, why do they need it? What are the benefits of public relations? The point is really to build that trust and find new audiences. So there's a few different ways you can do it. If you are partnering with a charity in your town or a youth organization or something like that, you, can all, you become associated with that mm. brand. And when people in the community see that you are associated with them, that you're doing good things, whether there's media coverage or not, it helps build a bit of an awareness there. And it makes it sort of aligns your company values with their company values. Mm -hmm. And if the audience likes those values, they'll be more in tune with, oh, I got to call them next time when I need lawn care. Or I really liked what they were doing with that holiday toy drive. I got to call them when I need my you know, my pool maintenance. It's again, it's a more of a subtle way of getting your message out there. But that's why it's more credible. And it just takes a bit longer. Give us give us an example. Give us a case study of some a, a small business who has used PR to their advantage in the last six months, maybe if you, if you can think of, a, of an example like that. I have somebody who is a communication expert. So not exactly a home service business, but again, a small business, an entrepreneur. 
and they were they had I did media with them a few years ago. It was a little bit tricky. They weren't really in the right headspace, but they kind of went through some personal transitions and they decided I'm going to get back out there again. They had a little bit of financial trouble and they needed to get clients. They were sort of like a counselor therapist type of situation. So within the last six months, actually, we had him do an interview on Sirius Radio. We had him do it on local Toronto news talk station, and also one on one of the local morning shows. You know, after the first one, it sort of built a little bit. But after the second interview, he started to get more calls, more people following on the Instagram. I don't know how many exactly turned into clients, mm-hmm. but if you're drawing more people because you have an expertise, then they are at least considering you for the next go around when they need your service. That's great. So it, for him... That generated leads. The phone rang because of that. And that's what our listeners want to hear. Exactly. So how do you get on a local morning show? So why don't I take you through sort of five steps that are like very basic. And I always say start with local media because obviously even if you have more branches, like local media really want to support local businesses. So the first thing I would do is make a plan. Literally get out a calendar for the year. Look at your, look at your highs and your low months. When you think you would have something to say. And decide on like two, two times maybe during the year where you're like, I could probably do some media around here. So let's say you're a lawn care specialist, right? Mm-hmm. So people after the winter starts to die down, people are like, oh, gotta take care of my lawn. How, what flowers should I plant? You know, how am I gonna make my grass grow this year? That is a perfect time for you to be on a local morning show saying, hey everybody, here's John who is a specialist in this area. He has a business that's been here for 20 years. And let's, John's going to give us some tips because we know it's all in everyone's mind. The snow is now gone. We want to take care of our lawns. So for instance, if you wanted to target that around maybe like an April 1st for when your interviews and coverage was happening, I would backdate it four weeks and start pitching those stories Mm. at that point. Media are unfortunately becoming a little bit less and less these days. So they need a little bit more time to kind of set up the logistics of something like that. Mm. So the key is to think about some, the news cycle, something timely that's maybe happening in your community if you're tied to the local fall fair or what have you, and then try to make your mini media campaigns Mm -hmm. work around that. Hey, Masters of Home Service listeners, we've got some exciting news for you. Jobber Summit is back on March 6th. Jobber Summit is a free online event that helps home service business owners and management teams reach new heights of success. Enjoy a day of learning with expert speakers covering in-demand topics that will strengthen your business and leadership skills no matter what stage of business you're in. Plus, live networking with other home service pros who get what you're building. Secure your spot and register for free today at jobber.com summit. Once you've got your plan, your calendar, yeah. messaging is really important in everything, marketing, NPR, how do you help people steer their messaging so that they communicate what they actually want to communicate? Yeah, that's That's right. Yes, it is. So if you're doing an interview, you should have two, maybe three key messaging points. So those should be one sentence, something that's like pretty clear. It might be kind of catchy. It could be your tagline. Like I wrote one down, weekly mowing service, landscape maintenance, fall cleanup and more. Bingo. That's one of yours. Yeah. 
Bingo. I'll take uh, that. Take it. Appreciate that. There you go. That's plug, <laughs> plug for Adam. And you could also have it be something very simply like your website. Like my key messaging for all of you is go to my website at adpr.ca. Mm-hmm. So that is something really simple to leave people with. A simple with. call to action. Or it can be something a little bit more community-based, something about like the heart of your company or again, your values. You know, our business has been in the community for 50 years. We're a, you know, we're a family business. We've serviced thousands of clients and we continue to do so in the greater Seattle area. It can be very specific. Driving you somewhere can be something that evokes a bit more of an emotion that somebody would think like, oh, I really like that tagline. I really like that idea that they're partnered with so-and-so. I should give them a try next time. Yeah. So there's a variety. So you, but you don't want to wing it, right? So <clears> if, you, if you get that, that hot spot on t- local TV, you don't want to just go in there in your PJs, obviously. You want to dress, dress to impress, but you also want to go in there prepared and you want to know your audience. You want to know also who's interviewing you, right? Yes, for sure. So after you kind of have your messaging down and like, Think about your messaging when you get to the point that you want to start reaching out, right? Because your messaging might change during the year. And then once you kind of have that down, you need to research who you want to talk to. So if you want an audience of, you know, stay-at-home parents or an audience of like construction, you know, workers or like big businesses because you do external, you know, cleaning, figure out where those people are watching their news or reading their reading their news and you want to pitch those media outlets in terms of finding out who to actually contact literally go on the website find a contact look at a story that might be similar somebody might be covering that industry that you're working and get their email or barring that just call up and just say hey I'm looking to pitch a story on pool maintenance because it's summer's coming who would I talk to? They'll give you an email. They'll give you a number. Are, are gatekeepers are, are, are usually a pretty big thing in this kind of world, or is it usually is that step pretty easy? I imagine that could be that could be the hardest part, actually. It's I think the probably the hardest part after you do the pitch, and we'll talk about that in a second. Is like when do I follow up? Do I follow mm-hmm. up? Are they mm-hmm. going to call me back? You know, so it is it is a bit of a fine line between being a pest mm-hmm. and just actually being really professional. I have a course, which you can get on my website, adpr.ca. <laughs> and there's a whole section on following up and how long you should wait and what the follow-up looks like and, and that kind of thing. But I do think that, again, if your story idea is strong, because once you have the names that you want to pitch, and I always recommend that you email first and then, so they actually have something on paper and they see what you're, what you're doing. And you can get your thoughts down clearly too. And then you can follow up by phone if you want or via email. An actual pitch sounds like a little bit scary. It can be a little bit tricky to write because you want to keep it condensed, but you want to have some good value in there. You want to tell this person, this reporter, this is why you should have me on your show. I can give value to your audience. So I actually have a pitch template, again, on my website, adpr.ca. You're, you're teaching. You're, it's you're, my key you're, messaging. You're doing good. what you, you're doing. The, you practice what you preach here. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm very impressed. Trying to be an example. And you can, you can get a pitch template there, which gives you a few different tips. And actually, a couple of templates you can copy, paste, and you just plug in your own information, and you can send it off. I think the thing that comes to my mind when you're saying that is the, whoever you, t- you contact at the station or whoever you're, you're talking to, they, they know deep down that, that you're in it for you. I mean, you're not, yes. right? But they can also tell that if you're, 
if you do care about the community and like you're actually want to get your, your message out or if it's really all about you, if it really is all about you, like I imagine no one's going to let you on their TV TV show. But if they if they feel like you really are you have good things to say and it's going to make them look good. Yes. That's what matters, right? Yeah. And that's that's the other good point is that you sh unless you are a brand new business and it's like a brand new industry in your town, no one is going to take the pitch that's like Hi, I just started this business. Will you do a story about us? Right. right? It's too on the nose. It's too salesy. Everybody knows you're reaching out for your media coverage, but you kind of use each other in a mutually beneficial way. Mm -hmm. So the media outlet's like, hey, this person's great. This is something my audience wants to know about. Let's have them on. Mm -hmm. And also, we'll promote them. Should you go for like the kingpin anchor who's been around for 30 years, or should you go for like, the new beat writer who just started last year who just needs stories. Like, which one should you go for? I would focus on people who are either writing about small business or writing about home improvement or construction or if you're mm. doing like a, a a pool safety maintenance type of thing, maybe writing about kids, like that mm -hmm. kind of thing. If you're in a really small town, there might not be that much choice mm -hmm. and they might only, might only have two or three people on staff. So if that's the case, just you can literally pick one and go from there. But if you're in a bigger town, try to hone in on who you think has been writing about or would write about you. And it does seem like you're really trying because because all they care about is getting looking good, right? Especially the younger and like less experienced they are, they want every story to make them look good in front of their boss. And so, how? Give us some examples on how you do that specifically. How do you set them up for success? How do you make them feel like it was a success? Are there any tips for that? Here's my here's my thing. For Give everybody, it, let's okay? Hear it, let's hear it. So the way to prep for an interview, once you got it, congratulate yourself because it's hard. Yeah. It's not easy. There's two things to prep for an interview. You prep the questions and then you also prepped your visuals. So if you're working with a newspaper, they're probably going to want some photos. If you're working with a TV station, they might want photos. They'll probably want video. I implore you to do the simple thing that will get you tons of credit. It is when you have your photos and your videos ready to go, Put them in a Google Drive or a Dropbox. Label each file. Jack working on site. Mm. Jack headshot. Whatever they are. And then send the link in an email to your reporter contact. Don't attach it to your email. It looks clunky. It can it sometimes does. get no rejected. Yeah. yeah. And a video, like what video is actually going to go through, right? <laughs> right. And then if, if you send it and you think it went through, but it actually didn't go through, the news is very timely. They're not getting what they need. They could move on. Mm -hmm. I have had in 20 years more people than any anything else say to me, thank you for being organized with your photos and videos. It made all the difference. Because you want to make their job as easy as possible because then they will call you back. Mm -hmm. And you want a year down the road when you send them an email with an idea, even though they have 150 emails in their inbox, they say, oh my God, Amy has an idea. You want them to go to you. So you got to make it as easy as possible. There's a local show every Saturday morning where I live. It's a landscaper. He's been around for 100 years. It's a family generation. And he has a he has a show every Saturday morning about landscaping. And okay. I mean, a lot of people listen to it. But he 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 earned that trust with the radio station. Right. By being organized in the beginning, by not being sloppy, mm -hmm. and by being sharp so that if, if, you're, if you're email sharp, then you'll be sharp on TV. Yeah. But if you're sloppy, you're going to be sloppy on TV. They can't have that. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You don't, just like your business, you wouldn't send somebody a sloppy email. Right. Like if you're trying to quote them, you're trying to win their business, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of thing. And then the second thing to do for prep is to just sort of do a Q&A practice question. So if you know what the story is going to be about, 
kind of write down the questions you think they're going to ask and then just use a friend and go back and forth and use your key messaging get it in there mm. naturally you don't want to sound rehearsed but you want to know what you're you know you're talking about so your call to action or your key messaging should be in the questions that you email them out. You're not trying to hide that. It it can or, be like your website or anything like okay, that. Okay, so that can, should be listed in there. It can be listed in there, but it's really up to you. If they don't say it in the interview, it's up to you to say it back to them. Gotcha. Okay. Like drive to your website, the fact that you've been in business for 50 years or your tagline, whatever you want to put. Okay. Um, if I do find, especially with TV morning shows personally that I work with, they will often send me the exact questions. Oh, really? Because if you're doing something live and it's four, maybe five minutes max, they want to make sure that you know what you're talking about. There's no surprises, especially something like this. It's not like they're interviewing the president or the prime minister. <laughs> you know, there's no surprise attacks. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're talking about, again, lawn care or gutters or, you know, cleaning, that kind of thing, they want you to be prepared. So you can ask for questions or at least topics, and they should be able to just give you a few points. And mm -hmm. from there, you can hone in on the questions you think they'll ask. Let's fast forward. It goes great. Goes great. Then what do you do? How do you actually capitalize on this? So this is where you exploit. You put it your media coverage on your blog, on your social media, on your website, in your newsletter. I want you to print it or take a screenshot of its TV and put it up on your wall where your customers can see, where your employees can see. I, I want you to send it to your mom. And I know that this sounds funny, <laughs> but moms are their own promotional machine. Just think, it's going to go up on the fridge. They're going to be talking about it at the seniors club. Right. They're going to be talking about it at church. They're going to be putting it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. They're going to be talking about it for everybody. And then also keep a copy of it. So make sure if you can, make it digital or print copies, because you know what? In a couple of years, if you want investors for your business, they want to see your press coverage. That's a great point. Let's take a quick minute to talk about Jobber. It changed my business. I know it'll change yours. Jobber released a new feature called online booking. And what it does, let's be real. We all know this is coming. You're going to be, eventually, you're going to say, Alexa, send someone to cut my grass on Tuesday. Ah, oh, they're coming Tuesday morning at a.m. Thanks, Alexa. You want to be that company that Alexa got. And the way that you do that is by being set up with online booking so that they know your schedule today. The robots know your schedule and can book you. You can get bookings at three in the morning, at midnight, during the day. You don't need human beings to answer the phone for those online bookings. They go in, they put, there's a lot of people who don't want to call anymore. They just want to put their number in, pick a date on the calendar and get booked. Online booking is the future. And if you're not ahead of the curve, you're going to be left behind. And Jobber has all the features you need to run an online booking business. Don't get caught downstream. You want to be upstream. So to get your uh, free trial, go to jobber.com slash podcast deal. Get an exclusive discount for new users and take the plunge. You need to use Jobber. So I've got a couple couple things. I, I'm, I'm guessing our listeners are uh, thinking, I'm thinking it too. Two things. What if they say no? Let's go back. What if they say, no, not right now, whatever. Is it no forever? What do you do after that? I wouldn't definitely not know forever. I would just thank them for their time. I would also let them know if this applies to you that, you know, you are an expert in X field. If you're ever looking for someone, mm -hmm. I can be available to talk about that topic. And then I would just try again in a few months Okay. with few another, months. unless something timely comes up maybe a month later, then definitely jump on it. Mm. You don't want to be going back all the time, but if you continuously give them good ideas and you're very professional and you're organized, it will happen. Yeah. Okay. 
The other thing I want to ask you, so a couple years ago, I, I didn't really think about this very much until we, until we met, but our local TV station called me up a couple years ago, and they said, we're doing a, a segment during the shutdown on how it's impacting local business. Mm -hmm. And I didn't view it as a nuisance. I, I was excited to be on TV, but I, I did not view it through the lens that we're talking about right now. Right. I did not prep. What dis <laughs> It's so silly <laughs> now, but I was like, I'm going to be on TV. I'll be famous. It's going to be awesome <laughs> at local station. What, what ultimately happened is they edited it all down. Right. They changed. They really changed what I said. I was a little annoyed. Oh no. And not egregiously, but I was like, well, that's not really. They they cut out the most important thing for me personally. But then there there were no call to actions. It was strictly informational based, which is fine. Right. It's their TV station. Mm -hmm. But what bugged me the most was it wasn't on TV. It was like buried on the internet somewhere on their website. Mm. So I got a little discouraged by that. Right. Help our listeners prep for that scenario because it might not be like this full segment, it might turn into something different afterwards. You just got to be like prepared for that emotionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're doing something live TV, it's live, live, right? Okay. So you know, it's, it's going to be what it is. If you're doing something edited for TV or if you're doing a newspaper, like a, like an over the phone kind of interview, mm -hmm. this is the other thing. You kind of have to hand it over to the media and yeah. they're going to, you know, shape it the way they want. Now, most media outlets who are reputable, they should keep the essence of what you said intact. Sometimes they'll even call and they'll fact check. Oh, we heard you said this. Is this what you meant? But you kind of, if I think if that happens to you, I would go, I would just go back to them very politely and just say, you know, I didn't really feel like this captured the essence. Is there, you know, is there a reason why this happened? But I wouldn't be too confrontational about it unless it was like something really, really wrong because you're probably going to want to go back to them. That's Again. the thing. It's, it's still a win, if it's a small win. It might, it's, yeah. You might think it's a big win and it turns into a small win. It's still a win and it, it's a relationship. It is. You just right. want to build it and you really want to build it for years and years, especially if you're in certain cities. You know, those media outlets, they, you know, the main ones don't really change. Mm -hmm. So the people in there might, but also you have to be nice to those people who interview you or even who say no because they could move around to somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere bigger, somewhere national. Right? right and come calling later on yeah people remember i didn't realize this at the time but you know pr spans a lot of different categories not just tv radio mm -hmm. but local contests mm -hmm. right and so like i've i've learned i've won a couple local contests thankfully and i think part of it is because my competitors weren't paying attention <laughs> and they weren't they weren't even trying to get votes so i just i got all the votes my mom voted every day <laughs> and so i think our listeners need to really pay attention to local contests now yours might be really competitive Mine is somewhere in the middle, I think. But PR is more than just TV. It's building a relationship with the community however you can do it. Fairs right. and, and events and That's all right. these different things. Yeah, exactly. And I would implore everybody, once your business is sort of like, you're sort of set up and you're moving along, to really find an organization to partner with. Something that really means something to you or you have a personal connection with or that the brands make sense. And just keep a long-lasting relationship with them, even if it's just something once every year. Because I'm telling you that when I see brands who are doing something good for in the environment or, you know, children with autism, which is something mm -hmm. close to my heart, it makes me sit up and take notice. And I want to work with them. I want to buy their products. I want to support them. And you know what? You don't have to be giving monetary donations all the time. You can set up an event where you're donating your time so I implore all 
small businesses to find a partnership within your community. Once you're kind of set up and settled, it doesn't have to be something that you give money to all the time, although that's always appreciated, but something, an organization that means something to your brand or something to you personally, like cancer research or, you know, an apprenticeship program at the local high school Mm, where you're like, you know, you're using your skills to help them with a trade. That is another way of PR. And then talk about those things, too, that you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's okay to talk about those things. Right. That's hard. That might be hard for some people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's really important because your community gives to you and it's showing that you give back to the community as well. And people who like those organizations or like p- companies that do that will call you. They'll keep you in mind for future. So you shouldn't have to look very far. You, your clients... Are many of them ha- are either a part of a organization that you could sponsor and, and mm-hmm. partner with? You know, you can you can dig into your client base a little bit. At least that's what I found. A lot yes. of our clients have causes that that matter, especially if you don't have one that really rings the bell for you right off the bat. Yeah. So one 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 last question: If you get shown on like some fancy TV station or or, or something, can you use their logo on like flyers and stuff? Is that is that allowed? Can you can you put that as a badge? It's factual, right? You, you're as seen on, you see people with like websites that say as seen on Good Morning America, right. as seen on NBC. A, NBC, that kind of thing. I might put as seen on this podcast on my website mm-hmm. when right, we're done, right, right. right? So, I mean, it's always nice to ask for the logo mm-hmm. to do that, but people do that all the time. I just don't think Good Morning America is probably going to go after a cleaning company mm-hmm. in, you know, Houston. Gotcha. That kind of thing. But it is factual because you have been seen on there. So you can either write it out or you can put the logo. Okay. Amy, any final thoughts for our listeners? I just think I know PR can sound daunting. The fact that it's free is great. It just takes a little bit of elbow grease. And don't be discouraged if you, you know, don't get anything that first round. Just kind of keep plugging at it and, and you will get there and you will see the benefits. They will grow. You will tell your mom's friends are going to say, oh my God, I shared it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to say, I saw you on that TV show, right? Mm-hmm. And it just helps build that awareness. This is a great conversation. I'm going to boil these uh, these topics down to three actionable steps. Number one, pitch yourself as a seasonal expert. So if you are a window cleaner and all the salt from the snow and all this stuff is, is griming, it's time to like get those windows clean. Or if you're a lawn care guy, how do you get your lawn looking good for the spring? Those kinds of things. Number two is, Remember, it's, it's about the audience. It's not about you, it's about the audience. So, so whatever your pitch is, whatever your message is, it should be focused and geared towards the audience. Giving them value. Exactly, thank you. Number three is pay attention to those best of local contests. You know, best best restaurant, best lawn care, best, best power washing. Those contests matter. And a lot of the vendors who run those contests will give you free advertising if you get first place. So it really matters. I Any final thoughts that. on those? Oh, yeah. I free did not know. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, no, I think those are three great takeaways. And if you, if you go back and you just go through the five things, main things that we talked about, it can really set you up for success. I have a ton of free resources on my website. Here's the plug again, adpr.ca, or my Instagram is a-d-o-a-r-y. Lots of free PR tips. I have a blog with free PR tips. I have a newsletter that has articles and trends in it. I have a couple of freebies like the pitch template you can use or a media kit template, which you can learn more about on my website. 
And then I also have a course. If you are a brand that's like, okay, I think I could put a little muscle into this and maybe there's somebody on your team who wants a new skill set. You know, I have a course, mm. Publicity 101, How to Get Your Small Business Noticed. And I take you from knowing zip, nothing, to being able to really put together a PR campaign a few times a year for your business. Awesome. Amy Dory, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for listening. I hope you heard something that will make your business more profitable and more efficient, especially with PR. I'm your host, Adam Sylvester. You can find me at adamsylvester.com. Your clients and your team deserve your very best. So go give it to them. We'll see you next week.